Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back, and we have done up things here. I have to say Agent Spring because uh, John has been working very hard to try to put together a plan to allow negotiations to defuse the the pretty insane situation in North Korea. Uh, I've introduced a new a new term, which I've adopted. I didn't invent it. It's called gray swan. You know what a gray swan is? A gray swan is a black swan that hasn't happened yet. And you hope it doesn't, because if it does, it's catastrophic. And the, 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 one of the biggest gray swan events that could turn black is uh, the idea that we actually go to war with North Korea and try to decapitate the government, and they send 18,002 rockets in on, within artillery range of Seoul, South Korea, and 10 million Koreans die, and a lot of our troops. Yeah. And we then have a thermonuclear exchange between China and Japan, <clears throat> American naval forces in the area, which then sends ICBMs to American cities and military bases, so we have a full-force World War III nuclear war. And this this is not going to be contained if we decapitate North Korea because Japan's already said they'll defend themselves because they've already had missiles from North Korea heading over Japanese territory, and the Chinese say that they're going to, quote, block us if we try to do a preemptive strike against North Korea. So we don't really have a choice here. If we don't uh, negotiate something and we don't also stop the proliferation of nuclear weapons because it's, a, it's the Walmart of nukes right now. He's got scientists on the site from Venezuela and Iran, and uh, this won't just be a North Korean problem if we don't stop this mess. This is going to get really out of hand. We do not have, and I can tell this as a qualified expert on it, full missile defense protection against U.S. territory and military bases from incoming missiles from even the sought-off country like North Korea. Now, a lot of people want to question that we have the danger of an attack, but I have had Jason Burgess on from CENTCOM back last year, and they've had the capacity to strike us with the nukes for at least two years. So we're in deep doo-doo, and we have to figure out something that's going to work that will not only neutralize the situation, but not also cause a trade war, because... Already, Donald Trump has put a trade tariff on 
solar panels and washing machines. Now, this is an epiphenomena of the conflict with North Korea because without Chinese banks and individuals, primarily the North Koreans, there's no way a sawed-off, starving country like North Korea could do a nuclear program without China's aid. Now, they're also getting aid from Russia and probably other countries, but China's the, the key linchpin. And it's, it's kind of a dangerous game because there's no love lost between the North Koreans and the Chinese. I mean, uh, I remember a story that I heard uh, from a very reliable source <clears throat> about a North Korean woman who got pregnant with a Chinese man because they're right up the other side of the border from the Yulan River. And uh, the violent way they treated her, aborting her baby and putting it in a bucket, and the way they talked about the Chinese, these people have a a generational and a, and a millennial long hatred of each other. This is not something where these people love to be involved in any way, shape, or form with each other. Uh, so the, the Chinese are actually putting themselves in danger in their cities of a nuke strike if this regime gets way out of control. They're not just putting America and South Korea in danger in Japan. They're putting the whole world, especially even China, right in their back door in danger of being hit by these nukes as well. So, John, tell us what your plan is. What can you release today? <clears throat> it's my, my advice, by the way, because I know asking before the show started, you don't have any representations or response from Donald Trump. But I can tell you that Donald Trump and his functionaries do listen to my show. I recommend, for example, I dismantle the Obamacare health care in pieces, like a giant statue inside a, an alcove and a big skyscraper in downtown Manhattan. You can't take a seven-ton statue out. You've got to cut it up. Same thing, you've got to present, I think, the plan on this show rather than trying to just do it quietly behind the scenes to Donald Trump and the staff. They're not going to respond behind the scenes. They have to almost be embarrassed into the fact that they're not doing something like this because if something goes awry, and I'll give an example of one that could, because we have a narrow time window here. The next thing I have from regular and classified sources is that North Korea is going to do an airburst nuclear explosion in the Pacific Ocean, probably in the Sea of Japan. If they do that, especially near Guam, we're going to hit them, and if we do, we're going to have a conflict that we're not going to want to get out of. It's going to be like a shootout at the OK Corral in a large elevator, steel elevator, with a lot of bombs and high-powered weapons, and both people in the elevator are going to die. So this is a situation where we have a very narrow window of opportunity, and I think we should present the plan here on the show rather than trying to do it behind the scenes. I don't think it's going to work. I think behind the scenes... They're going to try to ignore you. <clears throat> they won't ignore a show when millions of listeners listen to the show because they'll reproduce the show and put it on YouTube or elsewhere saying, hey, John Spring said this, and he thinks it might work. But I don't think Americans in their cities, whether it's San Francisco or New York, whatever, realize how great the danger is right now, do they? They have no This is far more dangerous than the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is scary, oh, my God, scary kind of like black swan event of the century going to happen possibly this year. And I know Donald Trump doesn't want to do it. I mean, the man is a negotiator, and he'll play hardball. But if if Kim Jong-un and his generals decide to put an airburst nuclear explosion in the Sea of Japan near Guam, we're going to hit him. And if we do, he's going to release these tube rockets and whatever the hell he's got, and we're going to have a real big conflict that's not going to stop easy, is it? It's going to be a very difficult challenge, by the way. Uh, Dr. Deagle, it, it is a great pleasure for me to be on your program today. It's a great honor, uh, and I appreciate you uh, uh, giving me this. Well, I have a lot of respect for what you did, because in 1961, you were the primary one that was a whistleblower behind the scenes, and luckily you didn't kind of come up openly to try to get a lot of kudos for yourself, because you probably would have been dead four decades ago. 
as a super spy. But it would have been very high priced on my uh, uh, head, so to speak. Uh, right, uh, and there was a Russian scientist who was given some credit for that, and they killed him pretty quickly, didn't they? What was his name? Uh, his, his name was uh, Olev, Oleg Penkovsky. Now, and Oleg Penkovsky was thought of being a spy that released the information that the Russians didn't like because yep. they were ticked. Now, I'm the primary, uh, if you want a whistleblower, of the Venezuelan danger of Russian and Chinese nuclear materials in Venezuela. And there's Venezuelan scientists right now in North Korea observing and watching and taking notes, just like there's Iranian scientists trying to jump forward months and years in their technology of creating nuclear weapons to nuclearize the entire Middle East. Now, I have my contacts inside the Israeli intelligence agencies, and this is now 1999 when my intelligence contact inside Israel sent me sat photos and secure information about the CC3 missiles that the Chinese upgraded to have a range hit anywhere inside Europe from Saudi Arabia. They are Chinese-based missiles, and they got their nukes from AQ Khan of North Korea, uh, sorry, of, of Afghanistan, that, sorry, of Pakistan, that built a bizarre standing plant with the CIA and U.S. government nuclear help, and it's now the third largest facility building nukes every month. People don't know that, that Pakistan is making a hell of a lot of nukes, and they're the third nuclear power on Earth. It's not Japan, it's Pakistan, isn't it? Yes. Uh, by the way, I, I, I do <clears throat> want to mention that uh, the Sea of Japan and Guam are some distance away from one another. The Sea of Japan, uh, which the Koreans call the East Sea, is on the north side of Japan, and Guam is much further south of Japan. Uh, I'm aware of that, but waters. I guarantee you, though, that, that they'll probably not put it in the Sea of Japan because it'll be a direct provocation to not only China because they'll backwash radiation, but also to the Japanese. They'll probably put it near our Guam, which has got 222,000 American citizens there, yeah. And if they do that, and there's a radiation exposure and it blows across to the United States, we're going to do a military response. <clears throat> my, my prediction is that the generals in China aren't going to be totally controlled by Xi, who wants to negotiate something with Trump. And uh, so we have these what we call wild cards. You don't know exactly what is going to trigger off something that would get way out of hand. So uh, it's my feeling that I know you've temporized it the last month and not done a full release. I think you should release everything. Because you're not getting, and I'll put money on it, and I don't bet, you're not going to get a response from the Trump administration. You're going to get one indirectly by taking action and your advice, and you'll say, oh, my God, it's got all my fingerprints and my plan all over it, just like when you gave it to John F. Kennedy. You didn't get a probably letter back saying, thanks a lot for telling us for this cause. You saw their actions speak that they knew that you were the whistleblower that set the thing in motion, right? Next week, you're going to give us uh, the definitive whole plan. Uh, it's my advice we need to roll it out. This, today is not a good day because it's going to be the State of the Union, S-O-T-U. 
And Donald Trump needs to, and it's amazing the, the insanity of the Democrats and the run of Republicans trying to counteract everything good he's done to the country. Now, you can, may not like the fact that Donald Trump is a white hat, uh, Royal Arch, you know, Scottish Rite Mason, or he tweets too much and counter punches anybody who kind of shoots off at him like Jay-Z or the parent of this young man that he got out of China who said he would have thanked Trump if he got him back on the Air Force One, but didn't want to thank him because he didn't give him a free flight back on Air Force One. Uh, Donald Trump is not a, is like a professional fighter. A real good professional fighter never punches you. He counterpunches you. And if you take, if you engage Donald Trump, you're going to get counterpunched to death. Now, that's something I don't want to see him with um, Mr. Kim because Kim Jong-un, I don't think... He's starting to take him more seriously, but I don't think being somewhat psychotic and very smart, I don't think Kim Jong fully grasps, but I think he's starting to. He's starting to realize that if he engages with Donald Trump, he and all his generals are going to die in a thermonuclear flash or an exotic weapon. But they're going to release hell on us by releasing weapons that might hit one or more U.S. cities. Might trigger off a nuclear war where China decides to start hitting U.S. because they think, well... They might as well try to take us on now rather than a decade or two from now when they think they are big and bad enough that they can dominate the United States and the world with their weapon systems. I think the Chinese are delusional, number one. Some of their generals, I think G is, G is less to, but remember, although he's an icon like Mao Zedong, I don't think he has absolute power. And what I want to see is a plan to, de- to defuse this whole situation to say, let's get back to making Christmas toys and non-toxic dog food, and allow a reciprocal trade that doesn't kill our economy and cause our, our dollar to, to crash, which is where it's going right now. It's crashing because, and on the other side, by the way, the Chinese owe a ton of debt. I mean, if, if we even decide to have a trade war with them, their whole internal economy is going to blow up. And people don't realize that. They don't realize they're superheated and they can blow up very easily, but our economy will crash too. I mean, we're like Siamese twins. We can't fight each other. We're like brother and sister nation where we can't do that the whole world economy will crash and burn and this year will be a hell of a year yes Plus, a lot of dead people <laughs> yeah we're very connected the thing is is the economies are always connected to wars every one of the wars since the napoleonic wars has been a banker war and this is no exception isn't it it's all a financial war it deals with finances right a- absolutely uh, uh <laughs> and uh, this is the reason why uh i i think my uh plan uh will have some merit uh, not only with uh, uh, President Trump, but hopefully also with Kim Jong-un uh, uh, after it's presented to him by uh, <coughs> pr- President Trump. Yeah. Uh, I, think, well, actually, I think, you know, living and having a full selection of cars and travel everywhere. For example, you met him at Disneyland. And obviously if the man is willing to go to Disneyland, he's not all bad, right? Yes. Uh, I, by the <laughs> way, I, I am ha- having a little trouble hearing every word uh, clearly, so if I ever a- answer in yeah, a we'll manner, please forgive me. <laughs> but what I am interpreting, uh, <laughs> I concur. Uh, by the way, uh, I wanted to mention to your audience uh, just before we went off the last break that uh, I did indeed uh, receive a letter written and signed by uh, John F. Kennedy shortly after the Cuban Missile Crisis plus two additional letters that were sent on be, that were sent to me on behalf of the president from the Department of State and from the Pentagon. Uh, right. But they, they were written in such a manner that uh, 
I, I would not be uh, come a target. Uh, they were sort of written in code so that uh, if anyone else got hold of the letter, uh, they would have no idea exactly what my role specifically was because uh, obviously they, they knew how dangerous uh, the, the situation uh, uh, probably would be. Now, through the years, it's possible that some Soviet agents uh, did get wind. Uh, uh, my life has not been a... Uh, 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 a, a rose bed uh, by any means, uh, uh, unless you want to count the thorns, uh, so to speak. Uh, uh, there have been many attempts to defame me, which I cannot explain. Uh, just the fact that I'm alive uh, is, is is a miracle, considering what happened to uh, not only Oleg Penkovsky, but uh, uh, President uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, and... Uh, uh, I'm probably the only individual in America uh, who believes and is aware that uh, the reason for his assassination was based primarily on the fact that Nikita Khrushchev uh, or ordered the hit uh, uh, from KGB agents based in Mexico City. Uh, I I've heard all of these conspiracy theories, uh, but none of them hold water, in my opinion, based on what I went through what I understood, uh, which w would be uh, volumes of pages. Uh, if right, and, and then, by the way, it, it brings in perspective the release of, I think, 241 individuals on the so-called list that was released yesterday by the United States government as part of the sanctions against Russia. And, of course, Putin did a very, uh, what I call, uh, a Putin-type response to say, hey, we'd like to have better relations with America. We should not and trust Russia. Uh, Russia has nuclear weapons in the Orinoco River in Venezuela aimed at our guts from the south. Yep. We should not trust China. China wants to buy our movie theaters and sell us popcorn, but they want to invade us as well, and they want to take over the world economy. We can work things out, but we have to work out from a position of strength, which is why we need a budget so we can actually, I think we should go nuclear with Trump recommending the Senate go nuclear and get everything passed so we have a two-year budget so the military can come out of sequestration. And you can only negotiate with the Kim Jong if you come from a position of strength. But you also come from a position of, hey, let's be buddies. We'll bring our mining companies in. We'll make it rich. We'll bring a high-speed rail line from Seoul, South Korea to Pyongyang. We'll connect you up to the Chinese. The Chinese will benefit from the strategic minerals as well. Uh, maybe Kim Jong-un can be thought of as the, as the, uh, uh, the guy that brought us, you know, Hover cars, because of the lithium, the special minerals that are necessary to create hover vehicles. Maybe you can bring us the, uh, what, what do they call that, uh, that kid's show that talks about the <clears throat> Jetsons. Maybe it can be Carl Mar, our Jetson president of North Korea. But we, we have to look at a brighter future, even if we don't, you know, it's, it's like the same thing we have a fight, say, over Christmas time with relatives. It's important to, to make peace no matter how offended you are, so you don't make death. Because... We're at the point now where, where war and economic chaos are functionally obsolete because yeah. nobody's going to survive what's coming if we decide to just pull all the stops and go crazy. We're not going to make it. We're not going to survive as a population on Earth or a planet. We're not. People need to get that straight, don't they? Yes, they do. And in all probability, that's what probably happened to the civilization on Mars if there ever was one there. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we get over this uh, so-called uh, thermonuclear threshold. Well, I think uh, we have to have on-site examinations, the same with Iran. I mean, the idea we made this deal under 
of Barack Obama's destroyer, I call the Abominator, uh, without on-site uh, verification they're not building nukes or missiles to hit Israel, because Israel will blast the hell out of them and the Russians and Chinese if they try to. They have their own missile systems. The Israelis are not slouches. There's a nuclear air burst, uh, say, near Guam. Uh, I don't want to see this escalate into something we have to control. Neither does Donald Trump or our Joint Chiefs of Staff or our military. Uh, you know, any military person that brings this man into battle knows that some of them are not going to come back alive or they're going to be disabled or limbless. Uh, that's why you have to treat our military with greatest respect, which is why we need a two-year budget, so we should go nuclear. We're not going to get negotiations over... DACA, and, the, and the, they call them dreamers, but it's ridiculous. Everybody who comes to America is a dreamer. But you, you, and I don't believe they should automatically get citizenship. They should get in line like anybody else, but neither kick them out or their parents out, give them permanent residence status, but they have to qualify by, by doing all the right things. Well, the same thing goes with uh, North Korea. We need to have verification on the ground. They're not proliferating technology. That they're just allowing people to learn stuff they, they've learned through their exploits and support from China and Russia and other countries and individuals and major money and banking sources inside China and elsewhere, uh, they're not stupid people. The North Koreans and the Koreans in general are like Superman. I mean, they're smart. So you got to understand. Yeah, they're very intelligent, and you got to understand that they've been living in, a, in, a, in an extreme world that's not normal. If you look at the people, same genetic people in South Korea, these people have built an economy in, a, in such a short period of time I have Korean friends, and they are the smartest, most athletic people I've ever met. Uh, they're, like, scary smart. And you got to understand they're very intense. So if they get on the wrong side, like North Korea in this little walled-off little cult uh, situation, uh, I was just reading this morning on Drudge there how a lot of the soldiers have been told to go out there scavenging for food because they're starving to death. He's losing control because his army... Is literally starving to death. Yes, this is so true. Same thing is going on in Venezuela, where like the Venezuela Maduro is losing control of, uh, in control because he he can't maintain an army because they're starving to death. Okay, so we need to appeal to everybody in North Korea. Hey, you want to have a good meal? You don't want to have worms in your in your guts. You want to have a safe house in the wintertime when it's cold. You want to have high speed rail to travel to Disneyland to South Korea. You want to be able to travel outside of North Korea and go to university because you're smart? You want to have your children, grandchildren have a non-toxic world where you can live and have to be safe and not be worried about the threat of nuclear war, biological, chemical warfare? You want to live in a place where you can become as economic, like, for example, if you go back 30 years ago, uh, the economies in North Korea and South Korea were pretty well equal. I think the economy in, in South Korea now is like was it 10 or 20 times larger than the total economic output in North Korea. North Korea is a joke. And they're similar people, virtually identical genetically, so you know it's not their genetics, it's the totalitarian crazy regime they're living in, the malnourishment and the totalitarianness that puts crazy ideas in their head. And they're smart enough to try to escape, but that's why I see shoulders like this soldier, I think last month, escaped with five bullets in him, he managed to make it across to survive, and then they took this worm out of him, it was like five-foot-long worm or snake in his guts, 
Yeah. So people have to understand here, <clears throat> if we were to consult Jesus, and remember, you and I are Christians, Jesus would tell you, because I have God on speed dial, he'd say, make peace, not war, because your war, you're not going to survive. And many of you aren't going to survive not only the physical first death, but many of the people out there aren't going to survive the second death. They're going to go to a place where God literally says, you know what? You never loved me during your life, and now you won't love me during your death because I'm going to separate you forever from me eternally. That's called hell. So a lot of people aren't just going to die the first death. They're going to die the second death. That's what Jesus warned us against. Don't just fear those who can destroy the body, but those who can destroy the soul. But the soul of our world, people don't realize the nuclear war will plunge us into an ice age. We're already in a modern ice age. Imagine a nuclear-induced ice age. Imagine a world so toxic that you only have to live in a dumb city with air filters and you can't survive. Imagine a world so toxic where 90 to 95% of the population has died within months after the disaster. Not just the first few days when they turn into an atomic vapor, but the starvation, violence, and cannibalism that will ensue afterwards. So let's get a life, people. You won't, it won't be like going back to the Stone Age. The Stone Age will be like the Sandals Resort compared to what's coming. It'll be that bad. Humanity will have never seen anything like this before if this is what we start. And it's an action. If we wait till somebody does something stupid, like North Korea decides an airburst near Guam, we're going to do something, and so is Japan and China and Russia. It's going to get way out of hand really fast, isn't it? Yes, it is, Dr. Deagle. And this is why I'm pleading with your audience. I'm begging. Uh, it's not for myself. It's for our country that you okay. write a letter uh, to the president. Right. And by the way, you might have survived, and the stock market's down now, according to the Drudge report. But this is a lot bigger than that. I mean, it's risen up because Trump cut regulations, and he, and he kind of buoyed it up because he was a businessman coming in to run the presidency like a business. But that can soon be blown out the window if something really bad happens in, the, in uh, North Korea or near Guam or whatever. If something bad happens, all this is out the window. Yes, Even if it's relatively localized. Even let's say the best possible scenario, all we do is decapitate the North Korean regime. And now the Chinese have got 24 million starving North Koreans trying to cross through the Yulin River into China. That will be a sociological disaster that will affect trade because the Chinese don't want that to happen. This will be a, a social catastrophe for China, too, won't it? Yes, it will. Uh, it, it'll be a social catastrophe for the, for the rest of the world. Now, keep right. in mind, as you've pointed out, uh, uh, there are people from Iran and representatives from Venezuela and other nations of the world that are right now in North Korea uh, hoping to get hold of the same uh, nuclear weapons that uh, Kim Jong-un has developed. Right. Uh, we've got to stop this, but we've also got to encourage Kim Jong-un to give up his own, and we have to offer an incentive that will make him exceedingly wealthy uh, beyond belief uh, so that uh, he would well, consider our offer. It's not just him. To be honest with you, I think people need to know this. The greatest danger to Kim Jong-un is not Donald Trump or the U.S. military or General Mattis. The greatest general danger to him is his own generals because – if they think their future is in jeopardy from whatever action he takes, positive or negative, they're going to kill him. Yep. The most likely end to Kim Jong-un, if they think his general thinks that he's actually ready to do something that will get them all in real serious trouble, they'll poison him, or they'll kill him one way or the other. Yes, and, and this is why he must continue with his uh, tough and, rhetoric. And this, uh, and by the way, this is why <laughs> you can't trust these generals because the general isn't just in self-preservation. He never looks crazy. 
the fact is Kim Jong-un is the only one we actually have a chance with because if we can negotiate with him beyond his generals, he's likely to survive and they will survive. But if they think we're doing something that's putting even the generals in danger, they're just going to kill him and continue to advance their nuclear weapons, even if they think, well, if I hug my nuclear bomb, America won't kill us. No, it's the exact opposite. The more you hug the bomb, the faster you die. Because if you hug the bomb and you proliferate nuclear weapons with sawed-off nations, have cruise missiles, so you don't have to have a big nuke, you know, that can fly over continents. If you just have a cruise missile or a drone that can fly a few hundred miles and carry a nuke, even a small one, you got something real dangerous that can hit anybody. I mean, you imagine you can get a, you can get a drone, it's a small aircraft that can fly under radar or a big drone, and you can carry a kiloton weapon that can blow the major part of the city apart. People don't realize that Nagasaki here Hiroshima were only hit with like was it five or ten kiloton weapons. These are teeny, eeny, weeny, beeny weapons by comparison to the ones we have today, aren't they? Oh, uh, uh, what we have is a far greater magnitude. Uh, right, you can have a drone that's a 60 to 120-pound drone carrying a kiloton weapon that can blow the part of, say, Dallas or Fort Worth or Washington, D.C. You don't have to have a great big nuke. You can fly it off of, off of a boat 200 miles out in the ocean, and it can go below radar, and nobody knows it's even coming. People don't realize this stuff, do they? No, uh, just like they, they are not aware as to how uh, compartmentalized the, the more recent nuclear weapons are. Uh, they're, they're much smaller. Most of us uh, have a mindset of, of something gigantic like uh, Fat Boy uh, going back to World War II. Uh, uh, yeah, those are, those are ancient weapons. You, you heard about the weapons that we developed, co-developed with the uh, Israelis, right? Uh, that was during the time of John F. Kennedy. They had, and what was the one that they, they called there basically? It was the weapon that basically the Israelis eventually took control of. And in fact, when they demolished the World Trade Center Tower, it was the nuclear division of ACON, of uh, the Mossad nuclear division, that actually used the weapons not only in the, in the Twin Towers, but also in Indonesia they blew up that fire. Remember with micro nukes? The nukes that were used in the World Trade Center were put there by the CIA with their functionary finger on the Watching the SOTU, the State of the Union address, but there's a lot, it's a lot more complex world out there. Let's say we want to get to the world of the future, and let's say it's 2050. How far is 2050 from today? Well, 2050 is only 32 years away, isn't it? Yes. Now, that's a third of a century. A third of a century from now, we could potentially have conquered aging and disease mapped out the galactic uh, high-speed uh, transit points across the galaxy with CERN and the other projects associated with the Hadron Project in, uh, there. We could have a sub- and above-light technology literally starting to trade with advanced civilizations and colonizing other planets, not only in their solar system but in the galaxy. We could have a stable world that has a stable ecosystem where we actually uh, recycle everything so there's really zero debris zero waste and zero destruction of the biosphere caused by our human existence. So the carrying capacity of the planet can be literally 
considerably larger, so we don't have to talk about reducing the human population to not destroy the biosphere. And the fools out there try to use carbon dioxide. It's much more toxic than that. We're destroying the ozone layer. We're destroying the benthic layer of the oceans, which has dropped the oxygen from 21 to 19%. So everything's converging, including a drop in the sperm count we call spermageddon, the feminization of males, the scale of radiation from crazy things like 5G network and others that are jamming our cellular communication and causing I call B-mageddon or colony collapse disorder. And we're allowing the proliferation of weapons, so even sought-off countries, using simple things like drones or, um, or you know, <laughs> we call these small delivery systems, even just bringing a, a, a suitcase or a, a container-sized nuke could blow up a city and hold the world in hostage. Uh, we're entering a phase in life where we either have a very bright future in a stable world or a very deadly future in a dead world. And this event this year, whether we come to a conclusion with North Korea, is going to be very serious because we don't. A year or two or three from now, we won't just have North Korea to deal with. We'll deal with the mullahs who figure if they have nukes, we won't blow them up and kill them and blow up the, the plant in, in, uh, in western Iran near Esfahan, the old capital of media. We, we have a very unstable world where, where Maduro right now and Venezuela is making dirty deals with the Russians and Chinese. The proliferation of nuclear weapons is getting way out of hand, isn't it? Yeah, it's not just those the biological weapons. Most people don't realize the biopreparat program that, that literally fell away and the scientists were starving to death and couldn't buy borscht or Russian sausage. All those people went to Tehran or Syria. These people out there don't understand the advanced bioweapons programs. These are not stupid people, okay? These are smart people who are put in a hell of a position, and if we challenge them, they're going to fight back. And we don't want that situation. We want a situation where we can kind of work it out. It's like working out with family members that have been not talking to each other for years, but if you ever got together, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. It's like a, a bad mafia that's a split family that decides that they don't want to kill each other because they'd like to have some relatives 20 or 50 or 100 years from now that don't remember that everybody killed each other and nobody survived to have another generation. That's how close we are to disaster, isn't it? Yes. Uh, actually, during the uh, war in Iraq, uh, when we attempted to uh, take over Baghdad, uh, this was a very realistic problem that we uh, had to be aware of, and that was the biological warfare, uh, because they had uh, biologists that uh, just specialized in that. Uh, Saddam Hussein had a very uh, uh, excellent program, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, in developing uh, various types of uh, toxins that were extremely lethal, uh, that could be dispersed in uh, crowds, uh, in stadiums, subways, you, you name it, uh, and, and kill uh, thousands of people in just a matter of minutes. Uh, uh, so uh, this is not actually uh, uh, new. This is something that uh, we've had to deal with for at least the last 10 years. Do you remember that uh, that... that uh... The deal with the devil. What's the what's the term called where you make a deal with the devil? Uh, I I had been very interested since my near death experience in quantum physics and biomechanics. So I taught myself quantum physics in grade eleven, and I got did an aptitude test and belt set, beat seven thousand people for a PhD scholarship to go to MIT. And what I was supposed to do there was make advanced plasma nuclear weapons. That was nineteen sixty nine. That's a long time ago. Yeah. If I had taken the dark side and like Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader. This world would be a hell of a lot more dangerous because I'm extremely creative. I would have made the most deadly weapons ever in human history. 
But I didn't. I took to the side to go to, into oceanography and biochemistry. And my grandfather was dying of diabetes and wanted me to go in and find the cause of diabetes, which I did. And I got persecuted in a medical system that was so corrupt they threatened to pull my license for discovering the diabetics of high insulin. So you got to understand, you're going to take your stripes and your spittle, and you've done your share. In fact, I'm sure they tried to destroy your reputation saying, well, who does he think he is? But the fact is that you're putting out a plan now that if we don't defuse this situation in North Korea, a lot of us, even if you think you're secure in some distant space in Montana or even New Zealand, you think you're going to survive, well, your chiseled numbers on your coffin or on your tombstone, if there's somebody around the chisel, you won't have many years or months hence if something really goes awry this year. It's going to get really ugly. Now, I believe that we're going to get a time of, of release. It says, you know, in the Bible, in the book of Joel, and it, it says in the book of Revelation, that when they shall say peace and security, then destruction will come upon them. Maybe they should say when they hear the State of the Union address and they see how good their 401k is doing, that Donald Trump's made everything okay. Things aren't okay. If he doesn't stabilize the situation in North Korea, it doesn't matter how much money you make in your new stock portfolios and how much more money is in your cash in your pocket because of reduced taxes. If this gets out of hand, everybody's going to die really quickly. A lot of people are going to die. A lot of people are going to die not of the nukes but of the violence afterwards. They don't get it, do they? No, they don't. And that's why I'm, I'm pleading with your audience. Uh, audience, if I may call you that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I just want to say this. Uh, please write a letter this week uh, to President uh, Trump. Uh, and I think, well, listen, I think he, he wants concrete answers. He's a smart man. He, he's the kind of guy that he listens to a whole bunch of advisors, weighs their evidence, like when the General Mattis wanted him and these other people wanted him to do X, Y, Z. And one of the generals that talked to him, tried to tell him after they did their missile strike in Syria, he said a quarter million troops. He said, I'm not doing that. That was an unwise thing, and he didn't do it. Now, right now, he's, he's basically, I'm glad he's carrying a big stick, but you have to have a carrot, too. I want to yeah. see the carrot, which is what you have, so the North Korea doesn't go haywire, and this gets way out of hand for both us, the Chinese, Japanese, and everybody in Asia, and this won't be controlled in Asia. This won't be controlled in Asia. We're going to have nukes heading toward U.S. cities and military bases. We're going to have an exchange that's going to get way out of hand, and we're not ready because multiple presidents have not done what John Ronald Reagan did. I talked to a four-star general between Reagan and Gorbachev, who actually sat in a meeting in Washington, D.C., when they talked about Star Wars and the program of missile defense systems, which, by the way, we talked about this with uh, Linda LaRouche. She actually recommended that we share it with our potential enemies. So nobody could fire nukes and shoot and blow up other cities. But we didn't do that. So if this gets out of hand, even with sawed-off countries with nukes, we're going to see U.S. cities go. Even if they don't have good aim, they may not hit L.A., maybe they'll hit uh, Simi Valley. Maybe they'll hit San Francisco rather than hit uh, Sacramento. Maybe they're going to hit not Washington, D.C., but some other major population center. But you got to understand, they're getting a lot of help from their friends like that Beatles song. They're getting a lot of help from their friends. That's why North Korea is leapfrogging forward. Who knows how far they are or what they can do. People don't really know that, do they? No, they don't, uh, but uh, it's something they should be very concerned about, and that's, again, why I'm pleading with this audience. Uh, write a letter to the president and, and tell him to listen to uh, Dr. Deagle's uh, show next uh, uh, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific or uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the case of principles are, number one, we will not tolerate an airburst nuclear, and we will respond militarily, which will start a conflict. So you need to know we do have a very big stick. Okay? 
Number two, then you need to know we want a deal and we want to make a deal where everybody's happy. We all go back and we don't jail Kim Jong-un or try to execute him and the generals. That's number two. So, in other words, we're all going to be happy like a bunch of mafia dons that go back to their house after a big plate of spaghetti and meatballs and so on. They're happy. And they got a full belly of, of Italian wine. Instead of dying or putting horse heads at their front doorstep or wrapping up fish in the newspaper, you're going to sleep with the fishes. We don't want that to happen. We don't want a world where the ecosystem collapses and we have literally an ice age where most of the northern half the hemisphere is actually covered by ice. It's a nuclear war precipitated a nuclear ice age. People don't know that, do they? No, they don't. It's not a theory. It's an ugly fact. So, pray, number one, we will respond militarily, number one. Number two, we want a deal. And number three, let's go home alive with a full belly and a good meal, just like G got cake at the Senate of Mar-a-Lago. Let's work out something that everybody's happy with, and let's not all die. How's that? Good deal, eh? And may we spread Christianity and brotherly love, even to those that hate us or want to hate us, that realize that, guess what? We're all brothers and sisters. Yes, we are. Thank you, John. You've done an amazing job as always. Next week, the whole meal deal. Tonight, listen to the SOTU, the State of the Union. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.